tipping points in Kansas, Colorado, and Missouri. Rounding up herds on horseback, cowboys traversed unforgiving trails fraught with harsh environmental conditions and attacks from Native Americans defending their lands. African-American cowboys faced discrimination in the towns they passed through. They were barred from eating at certain restaurants or staying in certain hotels, for example. But within their crews, they found respect and a level of equality unknown to other African-Americans of the era. Love recalled the camaraderie of cowboys with admiration. A braver, truer set of men never lived than these wild sons of the plains whose home was in the saddle and their couch, Mother Earth, with the sky for a covering, he wrote. They were always ready to share their blanket and their last ration with a less fortunate fellow companion and always assisted each other in the many trying situations that were continually coming up in a cowboy's life. One of the few representations of black cowboys in mainstream entertainment is the fictional Josh Dietz and Texas novelist Larry McMurtry's Lonesome Dove. A 1989 television miniseries based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel starred actor Danny Glover as Dietz, an ex-slave-turned-cowboy who serves as a scout on a Texas-to-Montana cattle drive. Dietz was inspired by real-life Bose Eichardt, an African-American cowboy who worked on the Charles Goodnight and Oliver Loving cattle drive in the late 19th century. The real-life Goodnight's fondness for Eichardt is clear in the epitaph he penned for the cowboy. Served with me four years on the Goodnight-loving trail, never shirked a duty or disobeyed an order, rode with me in many stampedes, participated in three engagements with Comanches, splendid behavior. The West was a vast open space and a dangerous place to be, says Katz. Cowboys had to depend on one another. They couldn't stop in the middle of some crisis like a stampede or an attack by rustlers and sort out who's black and who's white. Black people operated on a level of equality with the white cowboys, he says. The cattle drives ended by the turn of the century. Railroads became a more prominent mode of transportation in the West. Barbed wire was invented, and Native Americans were relegated to reservations, all of which decreased the need for cowboys on ranches. This left many cowboys, particularly African Americans who could not easily purchase land, in a time of rough transition. Love fell victim to the changing cattle industry and left his life on the wild frontier to become a Pullman porter for the Denver and Rio Grande Railroad. To us wild cowboys of the range, used to the wild and unrestricted life of the boundless plains, the new order of things did not appeal, he recalled. Many of us became disgusted and quit the wildlife for the pursuits of our more civilized brother. Though opportunities to become a working cowboy were on the decline, the public's fascination with the cowboy lifestyle prevailed, making way for the popularity of Wild West shows and rodeos. Bill Pickett, born in 1870 in Texas to former slaves, became one of the most famous early rodeo stars. He dropped out of school to become a ranch hand and gained an international reputation for his unique method of catching stray cows. Modeled after his observations of how ranch dogs caught wandering cattle, Pickett controlled a steer by biting the cow's lip, subduing him. He performed his trick, called bulldogging or steer wrestling, for audiences around the world with the Miller Brothers' 101 Wild Ranch Show. He drew applause and admiration from young and old, cowboy to city slicker, remarks Katz. In 1972, 40 years after his death, Pickett became the first black honoree in the National Rodeo Hall of Fame, and rodeo athletes still compete in a version of his event today. And he was just the beginning of a long tradition of African-American rodeo cowboys.
Love, too, participated in early rodeos. In 1876, he earned the nickname Deadwood Dick after entering a roping competition near Deadwood, South Dakota, following a cattle delivery. Six of the contestants, including Love, were colored cowboys. I roped, threw, tied, bridled, saddled, and mounted my Mustang in exactly nine minutes from the crack of the gun, he recalled. My record has never been beaten. No horse ever threw him as hard as that Mustang, he wrote, but I never stopped sticking my spurs in him and using my quirt on his flanks until I proved his master. 76-year-old Cleo Hearn has been a professional cowboy since 1959. In 1970, he became the first African-American cowboy to win a calf roping event at a major rodeo. He was also the first African-American to attend college on a rodeo scholarship. He's played a cowboy in commercials for Ford, Pepsi-Cola, and Levi's, and was the first African-American to portray the iconic Marlboro Man. But being a black cowboy wasn't always easy. He recalls being barred from entering a rodeo in his hometown of Seminole, Oklahoma, when he was 16.